This podcast contains graphic language and subject matter that may be triggering for some. Listener discretion is advised. We are not fucking therapists. We are here to talk about our experiences and hope some people can relate, but it is not a substitute for medical advice or therapy. Today's episode of Fuck Depression is sponsored by BetterHelp. Go to betterhelp.com slash fckdepression for 10% off your first month. Get out of here, don't go, I don't know if I can take this anymore. I'm well aware that I need your help. One false move and I may melt. Don't want to give you any false impressions. Fuck the fucking fuck out of depression. Welcome to Fuck Depression. Welcome. I'm Lauren. I'm Brian. Brian, how are you doing? I'm making it. A little bit depressed, but that's kind of how it goes. Okay. Well, I mean, the show is Fuck Depression. Yeah. Gotta, gotta go with it sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How about you? Doing all right. I am actually back on my anxiety and depression medications. All right. Good. Oh, so that has been really helpful. Can you tell a big difference? Yes. Good. Yes. It's making a huge difference. Just even knowing that I have anxiety medication just in case something happens mm-hmm. is helpful for me mentally. Yeah, that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's been really good. That's good. My medical insurance starts the December 1st, so I'm counting down the days. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, that was nice. My deductible was a little bit more than I would want it to be, but... Mm-hmm. At least I've got the yeah. shit I need. There you go. So That's what matters. And I can officially say I'm COVID-free. All right. So I ended up not going home to see my family. Oh. The day before I was supposed to get on a plane, one of my friends sent me a text and said that her boyfriend was suspected to have COVID. Mm-hmm. And she's one of the people that's been the most careful of anyone I know. So I don't know, but I'd been over at their house a couple days before. Uh Yeah. I scrambled to find a place that would actually do same day results for COVID testing. Uh And the closest place I could find was in San Marcos. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh Cause most of the places that say rapid results, it's 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. So I was able to get my results the same day. Have you gotten a COVID test yet? No, I've heard bad things though. Oh my God. It makes me respect the people I know who do the like nail in the head trick. Uh I'm like, I don't know how you do that without making awful faces. I think I accidentally tried to kick the doctor. Just (laughs) reflexes kicked in and my legs went up. I, I didn't actually make contact with him, but... (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, but that fucking hurt. And it felt like I had water stuck in my, like that feeling when you like accidentally get water up your nose. Yeah. It Did felt they, like that for like hours afterwards. They just do one nostril or is it both? Just one. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. So I, I only had to get a, 
a stick shoved in one of my nostrils, not both of them. Good to know. So anyways, even though the test came back negative, we didn't get the results for my friend's boyfriend's test until the next day. Yeah. So I went ahead and rescheduled my flight just because trying to be safe. Turns out he was COVID free as well. Mm. I mean, that's all good. But it, he w- just had a really bad flu. Yeah. That mimicked a lot of the same symptoms. So interesting. Just, so you didn't get to see the family. I just moved my my dates. Yeah. When are you going? Uh, in December, beginning of December. Mm, okay. So yeah, I will still go see them. It's just not going to be it just wasn't when I planned it originally. That's all right. I also managed to file my taxes finally. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Um, it was like the last week that you could file online. <laughs> but it went through right. and I've got my refund. Great. Just in time for me to like start on next year's yeah, taxes. Yeah, exactly. It's time. <laughs> oh, gosh. I... This year's been a shit show. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yesterday I went with one of my friends to a brewery called Jester King. Oh, yeah? It's about 20 minutes south of me, or west of me, maybe. Oh, yeah? Southwestish. Anyways, they have goats there. Oh, yeah, I saw your picture on Facebook. Yeah, so cute. we had... Pizzas and drinks and got to pet goats. Sounds like fun. It was fun. Yeah, I like goats. They're adorable. Smelly, but adorable. Yeah, well, I can't help it. I mean, if I had room, I would put one mm. in my yard. Yeah. And I'd just never have to mow. There you go. I think it, it solves a lot of things. And then... Some people may not appreciate me sharing this one, but I'm going to share it anyways because it's been making me cranky the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. I got my period for the first time in years. Oh, really? What's well, been holding it up? Uh, I have PCOS, and so oh. I just don't get periods normally. And I also have a neck splint on implant. And between the PCOS and the neck splint on implant, I just don't get them. Which some people still get periods on, next one on, some don't. I'm one mm-hmm. of the ones that just doesn't. And like, I know it's something that most people go through once a month, or most uterus havers go through once a month. <laughs> but I was being so cranky the other day. Because I'm not used to it anymore. Like, yeah. I haven't done this in years. Like, I haven't <laughs> had to worry about bloating or cramping or well i mean bloating from other reasons but like the cramping Mm -hmm. the period cramping i haven't had in years so i'm being a giant baby about (laughs) it but so also we should probably do uh hormone cycles for like females and uterus havers Mm -hmm. and depression because Uterus lovers and depression. Yeah, because my uterus is making me so fucking angry right now. <laughs> I'm like, I wish I could just get the, like, go ahead and just rip it out. And yeah. I'll go through early menopause because yeah. I don't want kids. So it's. Don't need the thing. I don't need it. Just take yeah. it out. Just take it out. 
It reminds me of some good news I got today. My sister's having a new baby. It's going to be a boy. So. Oh, they already found out? Yeah, they found out today. She called me about it. Oh, well, so, yeah. congrats. You're going to be an uncle again. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. I'm glad it's going to be a boy. Why? Because I, I have more in common with boys. They like fire trucks better. That's a generalization. Well, it's true, though. No, it's my, a ge- my niece likes stalls. She doesn't like fire trucks. But not all girls like dolls and girly things, and not all boys like fire trucks. Well, that's true. Your nephew might be somebody that likes dolls instead of fire trucks. I'll be disappointed. Don't be that, Uncle. <laughs> Don't be that person. I've got some fire trucks from when I was little I need to give somebody. Well, maybe he will like them, but just don't force. I won't force them. I'll just give them to him. You know, we don't need to reinforce gender normative roles with babies. Actually, I might give one to my niece for Christmas. She likes fire trucks. I was just kidding. (laughs) I remember playing with toy trucks when I was a kid. Yeah, they're fun. My dad worked for a company that did software for trucking companies Mm -hmm. so we used to go and look at the big semi trucks Mm. there was i think it was like once a year or something but they the people that did the full-time hauling stuff a lot of couples they would have one semi that they converted into like a tiny home before tiny homes were a thing oh yeah so they'd like have a let you like walk through their little tiny homes and then so i like i thought it was interesting when i was a kid i still will never ever want to try to drive one of them though it scares yeah. the shit out of me like i barely handle driving a u-haul when i rent one of those mm-hmm. when i was in the volunteer fire department i had to pass the test driving a, a big fire truck driving the fire truck yeah See, the fire truck would scare me a little bit less because it doesn't have that, like, disconnected joint in the front. Mm -hmm. I still wouldn't want to drive it. Although the other nice thing about the fire truck is if you need to get somewhere, you can turn the siren on and people will get the fuck out of the way. (laughs) Did you ever get to drive it for realsies? Mm -hmm. Did. Well, we had a rescue truck. It was like a F-150 with a hood on it, a hatch mm-hmm. on it, all the medical supplies. I, I drove that a bunch, and I, but I drove the, the big truck a few times to fires. So you got to put the siren on and yeah. make everybody get out of your way? Uh-huh. Those good times. Do you have any pictures of you dressed up in fireman gear? Yeah, somewhere. There might be. Uh, there's some on Facebook. We need to dig some of those up. Yeah. I want to see Fireman Brian. All right. I'll see what I can do. Awesome. So what are we talking about today, Brian? Relationships. Well, dating. Specifically dating. Dating relationships. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Relationships, like, we're going to have to do sections of relationships because there's Mm -hmm. a big difference between dating and being married and divorce. Like dating relationships, dating relationships of dating. (laughs) 
Any other ways you want to try to say it? Uh, I can't think of any right now. Okay. I'll let you know. Yep, just shout it out whenever. Mm-hmm. Whenever you think of things. Dating is <laughs> fucking bitch. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, dating sucks. I I shouldn't say that it sucks, but it's a challenge. Especially this year. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. especially since things have started moving to online dating. But I mean, part of the reason that it's difficult is you having to open up to being vulnerable and possibly facing rejection and can be hard to know like who to trust. And if you're like Mm -hmm. me and you watch way too many documentaries about true crime, (laughs) (laughs) like fair. I just watched one that was specifically about online dating. So Mm, yeah. Try to be very cautious. But yeah, the, the online dating, I think people have different challenges with that as far as like some people don't match with anybody and that's depressing. And then some people match with fucking everyone and then that's not depressing, but it's overwhelming if you start getting just tons and tons and tons of conversations. Although I think one is objectively better than the other. Objectively, yes. <clears throat> but I've been on both ends of it, and I didn't like the hundred messages. I couldn't keep yeah. up with it. And so then I felt like I wasn't getting anywhere get to, with anyone. Then you get to go through and pick which which ten you like out of the hundred. But that's overwhelming, too. Oh, I just learned Lord. to not swipe all day. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. just... I just, you know, swipe like 20 or 30 times and see if I get a match. And if I don't, then I swipe 20 or 30 more times and yeah. see if I get a match. That's one way to do it. So is it always Tinder? No, um, I use OkCupid a lot. Okay. Right now my friend is in charge of my Tinder account. So my Tinder account, she made, it's on her phone. She swipes and matches for me and yeah. starts the messages and then if they seem cool, she'll send me screenshots and send them my number so that they can text me. That sounds like a good deal. It's great. Although she's newly single again, so she might need to make yeah. her own tender again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's more fun for her to do it when there's nothing. It's just for fun for her mm-hmm. versus, like, when you're doing it for yourself. It's Yeah, it's a lot online. Yeah. And I, I hate having the, like, same conversation over and over and over again. Yeah, it's it gets boring. So boring. And, like, I try to make it interesting when I can, but, like, some people don't have anything in their profile to play off of. Mm-hmm. And so you're stuck with just, like, hey, how are you? Like, what's up? What you up to? Not everybody could be a volunteer firefighter. Do you have that in your profile? I don't think I have a profile. You don't I have don't any online dating profiles? I think I took them down. Did you take them down or did you just delete the app? Because if you just delete the app, I people are still swiping on you. <laughs> I might have a profile still up somewhere. Do you know what what sites did you use before when you had profiles? I tried Tinder. I never had any luck on Tinder. I had I dated a few people from eHarmony. That worked well for me. It worked better than Tinder. Obviously, it didn't work too well. <laughs> I've never used eHarmony except for like way, way, way back. I signed up for eHarmony back before there were apps. Mm-hmm. I guess it had to been like 10 years ago. It was before I was married. So I hated it. Oh, yeah. I hated it. And I mean, I'm sure they've changed the way they do it, but like 
And also, I was in a different city, in a different state, and I was in a, you know, different place in my life, whatever. But it seemed like every single message I got was people say, like, because I put in my profile, like, I don't like sports, I'm really into art and stuff. And everybody who messaged me was like, I don't really know anything about art. I'm really into sports. And I'm like, you're Mm. just telling me the the reasons that (laughs) I don't want to pursue dating you. Yeah, it's kind of boring. It's not that I'm opposed to dating people who watch sports, as long as it's not like an obsessive thing where it's like, Mm -hmm. I have to watch every single football game and every single basketball game or whatever. The last girl I dated was the opposite of that. She was, I will not watch a football game. I will not watch a baseball game. We couldn't even listen to it on the radio in the car. I will watch it, but I'm not going to pay attention. Mm Mm-hmm. Like every Super Bowl party I go to, yeah, I watch the commercials and the halftime show. Mm-hmm. And I don't care about any of the actual game. Yeah, I don't care who wins. I don't care who loses. I don't care who tackles who or anything about any of the players. I mean, sometimes they're cute, but that's like the older I get, the like it, it starts to be less fun. Yeah, I agree. The older you get, it's it worse. Well, I was just saying like looking at the cute players because i'm like now i'm like (sighs) 10 years older than most of them yeah so like it was more fun when it was like possible that i might be able to run into yeah Mm. now it doesn't matter one of the other things that i see a lot on profiles that bothers me is the like people that have listed out like don't be this this and this like i've seen like oh yeah don't be fat don't be ugly don't be whatever you know, don't be ne- don't be a negative person, and I'm like, your whole profile is a fucking negative mm-hmm. thing. Like, what? Hypocritical. So fucking hypocritical, and it makes me think that you're just a really miserable person to be around if you can't think of like anything positive to put. Yeah, they usually go left on those people. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't see it as much on women's profiles. I mostly see it on men's mm-hmm. profiles. Mm-hmm. I also see a lot of like, I'm tired of dating. I'm still here. And it's like, okay, well, do you want to be here? Like, you don't have to be. What are you doing? Are you going to want to actually, like, meet in person? Mm Because are you that tired of it? No dating relationships. I saw one that literally said their their whole profile was current goal is getting off of this app. Oh, sounds like they're doing a good job of it. Okay, cool. But what about, like, what other things about you other than you're looking to, like, what, I don't know, get married or... And then some people just don't know how to put a profile together. That could be my problem. It could be. I think everybody should have a friend look at their profile. Okay. Preferably of the gender that you are wanting to attract. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen some pictures where it's like very obviously not a great angle for somebody (laughs) or like why would you include maybe there's this? not any good angles for somebody no there was one guy that i was on the fence about meeting because some of his pictures he looked okay but some of he looked really awful mm-hmm. and when i met him i realized he looked a lot more attractive than he did in any of his pictures he was just bad at picking pictures of himself mm. or possibly taking pictures of himself i don't yeah, know maybe. which maybe but they were all like that but it's like he would probably be getting more matches if he would get somebody to help him take more different pictures. I think I actually offered to do that for him. Going back to the dating, online dating documentary that I watched. Yeah. 
So what I found out from that documentary, and like part of the reason that people in general, but especially females, need to be careful of, is that there's no background check on any of the members, which I think most people know that. Mm -hmm. But what people don't realize is that if somebody gets reported, they can just create a new profile or yeah. like with a new email and it never gets caught in their system. Mm, they have a lot of creepy people. Yeah, so yeah. kind of can't trust that anybody's a good person. Mm -hmm. Like if you get their full name, like I say Google the shit out of them or background check if you have mm. access to do that. But definitely like go to a public place. <laughs> Tell someone where you're going. And another thing I found is that about half of the people on online dating sites lie about some part of their life. Not just the people who are like creepers that should be banned for life, that mm -hmm. like have records of, you know, being abusive or anything. Um, a lot of people lie about their height or their weight or their jobs, use older pictures of themselves, that kind of thing. I lie about liking to walk. <laughs> I mean, you do it, though. Yeah, I do it, but I don't like it. Maybe if you tell you sh yourself enough times that you like it, you will start to like it. No, I don't think so. I haven't liked it for a while. Even with the weather this nice? Yeah. I like to be outside. I just don't want to walk in it. So what, you want somebody to, like, wheelchair you around? That could be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Get you a mobility scooter. Yeah. Oh, goodness, Brian. I can't help it. I don't, I don't like to walk. I like walking. I get nervous about doing it by myself sometimes. Yeah. But I like walking. Like, I'll go to the green belt with, you know, if people want to whenever. Mm -hmm. I actually went not this weekend, but last weekend with one of my friends, and we walked for an hour or so well, through the green belt. That's terrible. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. I actually need to buy some new shoes for doing that kind of stuff because mine are, I think, literally 10 years old at this point. Mm, yeah, it's about time for some more. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm wet, way overdue on doing that. Have you heard? Well, I know you know what ghosting is. Everybody knows what ghosting is. Yeah. Have you heard of zombieing and breadcrumbing? I've heard of them, but I think you need to tell me more. So zombieing is when somebody ghosts you or you, for whatever reason, decide to not see them anymore. Mm -hmm. And then uh, months later, you get a message Ooh. like, hey, what's up? Zombie. How are you? Like yeah. nothing ever happened. Mm -hmm. Like it happened to me once with a guy who the last time that I saw him, like we'd gone on one date. It was our second date. I kind of convinced him to do some manual labor when I was trying to sell my house <laughs> in exchange for making him food. So I was like, this is this is perfect. We can do this. But then I, he found out I was talking to other people on Tinder. And I was like, it's Tinder. You're not supposed to just talk to one person at a time. Mm -hmm. That's how the game works. Yeah. And so he was like angry about that and spent like 10 minutes telling me about how we weren't going to be a good fit. And then he couldn't date me. He needed to be a better person than that. Granted, this person also wanted to come over to my house without meeting me. Yeah. So it's not like he was not, you know, it, like, mm -hmm. it made no fucking sense to like slut shame me when he was the one that was like pushing to come over without meeting me, which I didn't mm -hmm. let him do. That's good. Sounds a little weird. <laughs> it 
It was weird. But yeah, they like didn't talk to him again after that. And then four months later, he messaged me. Hey, it'd be nice to catch up. How have you been? Well, and I was just like, fuck no, dude. Maybe he missed you. No. <laughs> no, you don't get to be an asshole to me and then come back like nothing happened. <laughs> and then breadcrumbing is the thing that you see a lot where you get a message every couple days for like weeks and there's never an attempt to meet up. Just mm-hmm. keeps going forever. Yeah. They're just stringing you along. They're leaving little breadcrumbs to keep you interested, but they're, you're like, maybe like, I don't know, backup option or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never had that happen. Really? It happens to me a lot. Well, you get matches a lot, though. I don't. I mean, I don't, a, a lot, regularly. Mm-hmm. I used to get a lot more, but. Maybe your picture's fucked up. I should look at it. You can look at it. I think part of the problem is I gained some weight since. I started online dating. Oh, yeah. Trying to work on that for myself, not for other people. That is a thing. And I'm also, like, I'm only getting older. That's true. It's all down here, hell mm. from here, Brian. Not for guys, though. Not for men. I don't know. I had better luck when I was younger. I don't know. I feel like, and I'm talking mostly, like, heteronormative relationships for this, mm-hmm. but, like, Women have no problem dating older guys. Actually, a lot of them prefer it because guys in their early 20s are not usually have their shit together very well. Yeah. Just a generalization. I, mm-hmm. If you're 20 and a guy and have your shit together, that's great. It's not been my experience with most guys in their early 20s that I have known. So women prefer to date older. And because women like dating older, guys are able to get women who are in their early 20s and so why fuck around with anybody over 30 there you go it's a generalization it's not true across the board (laughs) there's people who are attracted to people of every age gender you know size whatever there are people it just it feels like the majority of there there's a lot of those younger 20s girls being with the yeah 30s guys yeah they're taking all my men this might be a good spot for a break what do you think sounds good okie dokie you've probably heard me talk about better help before it's a fantastic app that has helped me to connect with an amazing therapist i was able to message them whenever i needed and scheduled once a week video chat sessions the app is secure and allows you to access your therapist and have communication with your therapist from the convenience of your phone wherever you are At home, at work, even while traveling, you can communicate with your therapist. The app is secure and easy to use, and most importantly, makes communication with your therapist more accessible than traditional therapy. If you ever need to change therapists, it is easy and free to do so, and it is also more affordable than in-person therapy. So go now to betterhelp.com slash fckdepression for 10% off of your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash F-C-K depression. Fuck depression. Get better help. <laughs> Welcome back. That might be my worst one yet. That was interesting. 
no musical talent whatsoever. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, I can't, I don't even, I can't even think about notes when I do it. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what I'm going to do before I do it. It's always yeah. just so random because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I need to give it back to you. You're doing fine. <laughs> I mean, I know we could just re-record it, but I'm leaving it in because <laughs> it's too funny. We've talked about like the beginning, beginning parts of dating when you're just meeting someone. Mm-hmm. Did forget to talk, or I forgot to talk a little bit about meeting people in person, though. Yeah. Because that's a whole other thing. Yeah. It is. Like, then you have no information on this person. Mm-hmm. And now that we're in this weird part of 2020, half the time when you see people, like, one, you're supposed to stay, si- stay six feet away from each other. Mm-hmm. And everybody's supposed to have a mask on. So yeah, you really you only get to... their face. Yeah. You, you don't even know if you like the way they look. It's a, it's a problem. And I mean, I'm, I know there's, like bars and things that are open and there's people that aren't maintaining social distance but like if you're blatantly ignoring all of the social distancing that i mm-hmm. probably am not going to get along with you anyways yeah it's very true <laughs> like at that point we just have a different opinion on our social responsibilities then once you're past the first dates and you know go on a couple Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you don't face too many rejections before you find that person you oh want to date for a while. Yes, sometimes you do, though. I've been ghosted a ton. Yeah, it's fine. And I, I've honestly ghosted people too. Like, yeah. I know that it's a bad thing to do, and it's better to just tell someone you don't like them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just feel like a bitch, though. Sometimes I just don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, sometimes when I've ghosted people, it's because they've sent me messages that I just don't know how to respond to. Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, intentionally not responding. I just, like, one guy messaged me asking if my hair had, fa- like, the color in my hair had faded out. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, I just put more color in my hair when it fades. Yeah. Like, I had mentioned, I guess, when we were talking that my hair, when it f- was purple and it fades, it fades to pink. Mm-hmm. So he's asking if my hair had faded to pink. And I was like, well, I, I don't do that like on purpose. That's just when mm-hmm. I'm being lazy. <laughs> like, it was just a weird question. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't Poor a guy. bad date, but it wasn't a great one. I also will sabotage dates if I decide I don't like the person. Mm-hmm. How, how do you do that? I just start talking a bunch. I just yeah. use it as a, a chance to vent about stuff. <laughs> well, somebody might like that. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to be better about it. But yeah, there's been some people where I'm like, I'm not going to want to see this person again, but I'm already out and I'm talking to them. And might as well. So I just like kind of talk at people. It was before I did it mostly before we had a podcast. Mm -hmm. So now when I want to talk, I can just (laughs) pull the mic out and just vent to you. I see. You are taking (laughs) the place of all my bad dates, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> that sounded way meaner than I meant yeah, it. Yeah, it did, didn't it? it? Sounded really mean. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why do I put up with this? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm more meant that I like have more opportunity yeah, to talk. 
and vent. And so I'm not taking it out on other people. And you're my friend. So mm, I got you. I've secretly been trying to sabotage our friendship this uh-huh. whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I just haven't fell for it. I'm too dumb. <sighs> no, you're a really good friend <laughs> for putting up with me for, well, we've known each other for maybe two years. Almost yeah, two years. Why so? It's been quite a while. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how to gauge. Yeah. I don't know. But like when I first met you, we didn't. I've been to two of my birthday parties. Have been to two of your birthday parties. So it's and we had known each other for a while. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't the first birthday. Yeah, because I think it took a while before we actually started hanging out, just going to each other's meetup yeah. stuff. I'm not the type of person that like remembers friend anniversaries. Yeah, me neither. Like, I know Facebook will tell me when we friended each other on Facebook, but I don't think that was until we'd known each other for no, a long time. Not. Yeah, because you don't do Facebook. Where I was trying to go the first time with this as to like move on to talking about you are officially dating someone, whether exclusively or non-exclusively or whatever. But once you're in that, like you're calling him your partner, whatever. (laughs) I don't know. I don't like the term boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh, okay. Partner. It's too gendered. Well, what if they're gendered people? Well, I mean, I'm not saying other people can't use it, but... Okay, you don't want to use it. Well, I've seen a lot of arguments for not using it because Mm -hmm. it helps to, like, take that stigma away from using the term partner Mm -hmm. if people who are in heteronormative relationships also use the term partner. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I I like... My sister and her husband use it. I also don't just don't like girl and boy. Like, I'm 30 years old. And man friend sounds even weirder, yeah. or woman friend, my lady friend, I don't know, like, partner's just, it's nice, it's simple, it's one word, right. it, Yeah. don't have to explain to anyone, oh shit, I didn't even mean to go that far into once you're actually dating at this point, mm. I forgot about being on a date, mm. <laughs> you start out online, but then you eventually do meet these people in person. So we had, mm-hmm. didn't really talk about that, like actually being on a first date. Yeah. I want to mention it again because it's worth mentioning. If it's first date, meet up in a public place. Let someone know where you're going. Have someone that you can use as an excuse if you need to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a girl do that to me one time. We were on a date and she got a call that her one of her friends had like tried to commit suicide or something. Oh, my God. Um, I hope that that was not her. Yeah, I never heard from her again, so I think that was her excuse. Okay, that's a fucked up excuse. Yeah, it was. I thought Have an excuse, but mm-hmm. have something a little bit lighter than somebody is committing suicide. Like, yeah. have an excuse of your friend's car broke down and you need to go pick them up, or... She just had a dark sense of humor. I feel like I have a dark sense of humor, but I would never joke about it. Or make up a suicide attempt. Yeah. Like, that's well, that's shitty. Especially to do, like, to you, somebody who does know, have bitch. depression. She didn't know. I'd, I'd probably lied about that. Well, fair. I haven't told her yet. That's actually where I was trying to get to. Look at there. Eventually. I'm not there yet. So when you're planning it, though. Suicide? No. A date, Brian. A date. We're talking about dating. My mind was in another place. 
But when you're planning, try to plan for a time where you think you're going to be in a good mental state. Mm-hmm. So like if you know you're going to have a really stressful, shitty day at work because you've got like all these meetings lined up or whatever, maybe that's not the day to plan happy hour for. And also pick a place. You do want it to be a public place, but pick a place that is going to hopefully not have any anxiety-inducing triggers for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, for me, going to things that are really crowded can cause anxiety. So I'm not going to pick to go see, I don't know, something with a huge crowd. Like, I don't know what has a huge crowd anymore because... Yeah, nothing really. So you're nothing good to really, go. but... Like in the before times, going to like a packed um, concert, like Mm -hmm. going to see a band would probably not have been the ideal thing. But like I can be in crowds sometimes, but it really helps if I have somebody that I trust with me to be like my safety person, Mm -hmm. you know, hold on to and whatever. One of my ex-boyfriends got mad at me, ex-partners, whatever got mad at me at a concert we went to because we were like it was one of the like general admissions so there's not like assigned seating or anything mm-hmm. and we were up towards the front and it got too crowded for me so i was like you can stay here but i'm gonna go to the back where there's more space and then i like went to the back and started like dancing because i was still having fun i just needed mm-hmm. to get away he was like fucking pissed at me because he wouldn't leave me back there by myself he was like well if you're back here then i have to be back here and i'm like really Mm -hmm. we don't have to stand together i'm fine Mm -hmm. i just can't be in the middle of that because it was was one of those where like everybody was like touching me yeah yeah. i was like ugh, i don't like people touching me (laughs) if i don't know you please don't touch me and if i do know you maybe ask permission because Mm -hmm. it's not okay all the time i don't even like hugs all the time i'm not a hugger But if it comes down to it and you're not in a good enough mental state the day of, it is better to go ahead and ask for a rain check than try to push yourself into a place you know is not comfortable. And you know it's not going to be a good experience if your mental state is too far gone. Yeah. That's a good tip. And it's also okay to leave if you need to leave, if you need to make an excuse, make an excuse. But it's also okay to say fuck politeness and just be like, I'm sorry, I'm not feeling this. I need to go home and yeah. go the fuck home mm-hmm. or wherever else you want to go. So eventually, probably not on the first date, unless you're me, you're going to want to bring up your diagnosis or maybe not, but probably not something you're going to be able to not tell someone forever. I think yeah. it. It is helpful for people around the person you're dating to know before, you know, you're walking <laughs> down the aisle getting married. Like, at some point, you need to let somebody know yeah. to explain for them and kind of help explain some of the things they probably are noticing and mm-hmm. maybe don't know how to ask you, like, why are some days you like the perkiest person in the world and other days you seem like a slug, mm-hmm. a sloth, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely... Not weird to wait a couple dates or until you feel really comfortable with that person. Because it's not like anybody goes on the first date and it's like, here's my medical history. Mm-hmm. You know, I have diabetes and <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Not a good way to start out. No, so it's okay not to tell people on the first date. 
The only reason that I tend to do it is because of this podcast now. So I didn't do it before the podcast. But now that I have the podcast, podcast is one of the like things that I do that's kind of hard not to talk about because Mm -hmm. it makes it a lot easier. So, but like when I tell people what the podcast is, it's called Fuck Depression. Mm -hmm. I kind of outed myself at that point. (laughs) But it's fine. It's funny, though. I haven't gotten a lot of negative personally when i told people i run the podcast fuck depression mm-hmm. my doctor listened to it yeah not not my therapist my doctor who prescribed me my oh wow anxiety yeah. pills i'm like <laughs> oh my god i'm just gonna have all of my doc all of my medical care professionals <laughs> listen, listening to the podcast yeah. oh that's how i'm getting the word out mm-hmm. is i keep telling my doctors there you go not even sure why I tell my doctors. <laughs> well, I know I tell Brad, but anyways. But you do have to be a little bit prepared when you decide to tell somebody that you have depression, that they may not respond the way you want them to. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who, anybody who, that has dealt with depression or like has people with depression in their lives, a lot of times are really great about it. And like it's not an issue and they'll maybe talk to you about their experiences and you can kind of share that way which Mm -hmm. happens to me a lot i mean it happens to me everywhere everybody is always talking to me about depression i think it's me that's the problem but (laughs) it's me that's the problem but some people may ask questions that are a little uncomfortable and it's okay to say that you don't you don't have to answer any questions you don't want to especially if it's earlier on in the dating Mm -hmm. you don't have to tell them like yeah yesterday i was crying in the tub like you don't have to give them that much detail and some people might say hurtful things and in some cases it might be intentional but i think most of the time it's going to be an unintentional they just don't have the experience and they don't know how to react most people are going to be understanding most people are going to be understanding in my experience pretty much everybody's been understanding but we also live in Austin, so sure. I feel like maybe a different story other places. I have run into a couple people who are the, like, I don't believe in medication people, like, and I, I can't get on with that. There's actually one person that I matched with a while ago on Bumble. So I matched with him on Bumble. I matched with him actually on purpose. I saw a uh, somebody post that they'd found his profile in one of the groups that I'm in on Facebook. And he um, had in his profile that he was trying to start a cult. So I intentionally matched with him (laughs) just to see, like, I was like, is this guy for real? And if he is for real, like, who says they're starting a cult? Nobody who starts a cult says we're starting a cult. Yeah, that's a good point. I have watched so many documentaries (laughs) on cults, and literally none of them have started with, I'm starting a cult. It's always this, like, social movement or, like, togetherness community yeah it's a lot it always sounds good in the beginning mm-hmm. always like there's some of the documentaries i've watched where i was like i could get on board for this like in the very beginning and then it's like mm-hmm. slowly gets worse and worse and worse and worse yeah. worse but he claimed he had seven people in his cult and because i was just kind of fucking with him at this point maybe not the nicest thing but also if you're gonna put on your profile that you're starting a cult like <sighs> expect somebody to fuck with you yeah but somehow depression came up and he's like oh yeah 
everybody said like so many women are on antidepressant medication and it's all bullshit it's just the doctors mm. pushing the stuff on you and i was like there's a lot of science behind it and he goes he literally wrote out in text science isn't as sciencey as you think it is yeah sounds like a winner i like want to get that yeah. quote on something science isn't as sciencey as you think it is i'm mm. like that's, that's the a good one. dumbest argument for mm. anything <laughs> i've ever fucking heard so you're saying that Sci- you're not saying science isn't it, it just it makes no sense yeah, it makes no, no sense but so yes there are those extreme of people that are that but hopefully there are not a lot of people running around in other places claiming that they're starting a cult yeah I'm so not. <laughs> yeah to find him i had to set my parameters to like just his age there's so many people in austin to swipe through that's mm-hmm. how i was able to find him in case anybody's wondering also another interesting <laughs> swiping story Real quick. In Austin, I've literally been able to swipe as much as I want, and I've never run out of people. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's possible. Like, I have to be swiping forever. But I went with one of my friends to visit her family a couple years ago, and I got on Tinder, and I went through everybody in one day. Yeah. I got Where was it? Longview. Yeah. So I swiped through and i wasn't really looking to match anybody i was just curious like mm-hmm. what what's going on around yeah here? so yeah but i was like shocked that i ran <laughs> through everyone i was like oh my god how do people date here how the fuck do you date that's one of the reasons i moved from mississippi was like that i couldn't stay in a small town like that i'd be miserable anyways but mm-hmm. it does make me feel bad for people who are trying to date in those areas so another thing when you're telling people that you have depression is that we have to remember that depression can sometimes make us more sensitive to things people might say. I mean, and this goes for things outside of telling people you have depression, too. Like, people make jokes, people say silly things, and if you know you're in a state of mind that you're going to be really sensitive to stuff, maybe be careful about going on dates and who you're dating and how often. Mm -hmm. But it's also fine to tell people Especially if you do want to see them again and they say something that hurts your feelings, not realizing Mm -hmm. it, it's better to go ahead and say something because otherwise they're not going to realize that's something that they said wrong and they might keep doing the same thing and keep hurting your feelings. I'm kind of the opposite, though, because I cope so much using sarcasm and making Mm -hmm. jokes and ragging on people. I tell people all the time, I'm like, if I make fun of you, it means I actually like you. Mm -hmm. I don't joke like that with people that i don't like sounds ass backwards <laughs> but i so i kind of expect that back yeah like I, I know that if i'm being a bit of a shit and like making like jokingly making fun of somebody for something like i'm also expecting that somebody's gonna do that back yeah, to me you want them to exactly like i prefer that you do when i say something stupid call me out on it because yeah. i say stupid yeah. shit all the time that's why we edit things <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I leave most of that shit in. The other thing is depression and depression medication can affect your sex drive. Mm-hmm. So not everybody wants to have sex on the first date. Not everybody wants to have sex while they're dating. Like, whatever your boundary is, that's fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I have my preferences. Everybody has their own preferences. But that is something that, you know, don't feel down on yourself if you're the type of person that would normally maybe want to have sex sooner and you're Mm. just you know depression and the medication can maybe make it so that like it's not the time when you would expect it to be the time maybe you're not going to do the third date rule or the whatever date rule that you have which i never got that anyways like why 
Why, like, set a specific number? Yeah. I've never had a rule either. Maybe I should have at some point in my life. (laughs) Whatever. Last little bit before I go into my very last thing. (laughs) Be patient with me, Brian. Is talk to your therapist about your dating life. Talk to them about your sex life. Talk to them about all of that. Because if you're not talking to your therapist, you're not doing yourself any favor. Like, they can help you, like... Figure out if you're overreacting to something Mm -hmm. or if, you know, just whatever it is that we can't see ourselves, that we kind of need that feedback and to help us correct course and navigate to a more healthy dating behavior. Therapist tells me that I forget exactly how he put it, but it's like I have to stop deciding I don't like everyone when I first Mm -hmm. meet them. That is definitely my problem. Yeah, well, that can be a problem. Well, I typically, it takes me meeting people a couple times before I, like, figure out if I like them. Mm -hmm. So that makes dating really hard. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of people that I go out on a first date with and I, like, sure that I want to go on a second date. Yeah. Usually, like, I pick apart and find, I'm like, I don't don't, want to do this again. I'm terrible. This is why I'm very (laughs) single. (laughs) I mean, if anyone out there wants to date, you're in Austin. um, (laughs) I'm probably not going to like you. Oh, that sucks. (laughs) No, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Maybe. There are people I've liked. Yeah. There are people that I've liked. It's just hard to find those people. Far between. Since I've gotten divorced, I've just gotten picky. Mm -hmm. Really picky. But so my last section is for people who are dating somebody who or in a relationship with somebody who has depression. Okay. Not for the not for the person who is depressed but the person who's dating somebody with depression. Which you could be both. It's true. Could be. Which, that's another thing to, like, watch out for, because there was one person who, he's a great friend of mine. We've been, like, sometimes friends, sometimes more than friends. Like, there's no real definition of it, but it got to a point where I realized that the two of us being depressed around each other was such a bad idea. It's a problem. And like, because we would both sit in bed all day. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm not asking anybody to take care of me, but it's helpful to have somebody that's up and moving. If you're both sitting in bed all day, then it's really easy to just keep spiraling that way instead of giving you motivation to like get up and do shit. Very true. So, so yeah. So he doesn't stay here anymore. (laughs) But we're still friends. I still love him, but had to set that boundary. Yeah. So my First advice is to be patient. Everybody deals with their depression a little bit differently, but some people are going to need space sometimes and kind of want to be alone. Some people are going to need maybe more attention. And, you know, it's just kind of recognize, try to be patient, figuring out what they need and what you can do for them. Like I mentioned, the medications can have side effects. Aside from the sex drive, weight gain, like differences in energy levels, things like that, which the weight gain for me, it's not necessarily about how it's affecting other people. It's affected my self-esteem. Yeah, me too. So it's, I'm really hard on myself right now. People can tell me I am cute or pretty or whatever all day long and I'm still like, but I don't like this. I don't Mm -hmm. feel good like this. I'm trying to work on like just accepting trying to be healthier like i have no junk food in the house right now oh well well i was like if i don't have it in the house then i can't eat it that's right got a lot of stuff to make salads it's just something to to like 
keep in mind and be patient with. You also might run into, like, I can't go in crowds. Mm-hmm. Or other things where, you know, they're not up for going to a party with people they've never met. Or they're not up for going to certain events. Or, you know, they're just not in a mental space to be around people at all. Try not to push people into going into places they're uncomfortable. Like, you can be encouraging, but don't be pushy. Also, talk with them about compromises. I never give a shit, like, I never gave a shit if ex-partners of mine went and did something without me that I didn't want to do. If I didn't want to go to the crowded concert, you could go by yourself. That's Mm -hmm. fine. I don't care. It's not hurting my feeling. I mean, there might be people who don't like you going to things by yourself, but, like, that's a thing to talk through. Yeah. I definitely talk through it. I personally don't think it's fair in any relationship to tell people that they can't go to things because you don't want to go to them. Yeah, that seems kind of dumb. The next big thing that you can do if you have somebody you're dating with depression is to educate yourself. Educate yourself. There is this thing called the Google. Yeah, it's very helpful. And it's available on your computer, laptop, or Mm. cellular phone device. I guess smartphone device, whatever. It's not really anybody's job to educate you about their condition. If I am dating someone, it's not my job to explain to them how depression works. I have a whole podcast they can listen to. <laughs> but really, the main thing is you can avoid a lot of issues by learning more and especially learning about things not to say and things to mm-hmm. say. If you want an episode specifically on that, Episode 7, Don't Call Us Fucking Crazy. Yeah. It's available. Fuck yeah. It's not perfect, but it's got some good information in there for you. I feel like I've kind of said this already, but can't be said enough. Communicate. Yes. Communication is key. It is so key. And it's hard. Like, I mm-hmm. struggle with having difficult conversations. I do. But if you do want to have a successful relationship, it's not going to happen unless you're communicating. Also realizing that the way that you communicate, not just communicating, but also the way you communicate, because arguing, especially with somebody who's got depression, that already feels shitty about themselves. Yeah, getting so good. Yeah. Don't do it. One of my exes, I was so low at the end of that relationship Because he used to scream at me, call me all kinds of shitty names. He called me a cunt to my face. I didn't realize at the time how emotionally abusive it was until somebody else pointed it out to me. That's a whole other thing we need to do an episode on, but like... Cunts? (laughs) No, abusive relationships, because it's a huge thing. It's a huge thing, especially when you've got depression. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem, and like... I already feel like everything's my fault all the time, you know, in general. Mm -hmm. If I got somebody reinforcing that, it just spirals. Yeah. And also with communication, do not be afraid of therapy. That's right. Couples therapy is available to people that are not married. So you don't have to be in a married monogamous relationship to go to couples therapy. You can go to therapy with basically anyone you want. Like if you're paying for it, they will do therapy. (laughs) (laughs) my favorite murder the two podcast hosts of that one georgia and Mm -hmm. karen they actually do therapy together yeah interesting well like their whole lives are intertwined at this point Mm -hmm. because they've got 
one of the biggest podcasts. It's like the biggest true crime podcast. And they also started a production company on top of that. So like, you know, and they were friends and they're still friends. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Like you and I, this is not big enough yet. <laughs> to be going to therapy. Right. Like we don't need therapy yet. If this was to become our full time, what we did all the time, we need group therapy. We would probably need group therapy. Uh, probably so. The point being, go to therapy. But also, if your partner has depression, even if you don't go to a couples therapy, it might be a good idea to go to therapy for yourself mm. and just have someone to check in on your mental state every so often. Like, you don't have to go once a week like I do. You know, it could be once a month or as needed, whatever. But having that person there to kind of talk through things that understands depression mm-hmm. is super helpful. Yeah. Don't try to fix anyone is my next one. It's really important to be there for your partner, of course, but don't try to fix them. You're not going to solve their depression. You're not going to solve their anxiety. You can't. You mm-hmm. just fucking can't. If that was possible, mm. we, we'd all be fine. Like, you want to be there for them, but you want to make sure that it doesn't become, like, codependent relationship where you're enabling them. Mm-hmm. And it is possible to enable somebody with depression. Yeah. It really is. You oh, know. For sure. People with depression still need to be taking care of themselves, too. Like, mm-hmm. they yeah. need to be the ones taking care of themselves. You can ask them to go to ca- counseling, but you can't, like, drag them in there kicking and screaming. It won't work. Tried it. Doesn't work. Just kidding. <laughs> I did ask my ex-husband for couples ha- counseling several times and he said no to me. So, like, I went to therapy myself. Be there, but don't enable. Don't try to fix them. And take care of yourself, too. Mm-hmm. It's really easy, especially for certain personality types that are really empathetic, to spend too much time taking care of the people around them and not taking care of themselves. Make sure you take care of yourself because you will burn out if you are spending all of your energy taking care of somebody else, especially somebody else that's got depression. Yeah, for sure. We are not the easiest people to date. (laughs) Just, we're not. (laughs) I mean, everybody's got their different levels of depression, but I would say that having depression definitely adds a a challenge to a relationship that yeah, for sure. not everybody deals with. Yeah. And, you know, there's going to be ups and downs in every relationship. And it's okay to walk away if it's that's not what's best for you or the other person. Anything you think I missed? Can't think of anything. Oh, it is getting close to the holidays. Yeah. So it is okay to take your partner to meet your family. It's also okay not to. Mm-hmm. Whatever you think. Your family doesn't have to know anything about your partner if you don't want them to. Like, no. you don't have to share that part of your life if you don't want them to, if it's not a healthy thing for you. Well, it could be. could be a good thing. could be fun. It could be. Well, it depends on family dynamics. Yeah. And your relationship dynamics and whether or not that's a good idea. But it's okay not just not to. Mm-hmm. Like, that's right. It is not a rule that after you date someone for three weeks, they have to meet your parents. It's not a rule. Not a fucking rule. So we need a happy shit, Brian. Are you ready for some happy shit? 
Let's do it. So today's happy shit comes from The Guardian. So apparently allotments are good for our mental health. Are they? They are. So we pig. So the allotments that we're talking about are the ones where you have a little patch of soil somewhere that you like get to garden. grow. Mm-hmm. Nice. Which I would love to do, but I would need someone how to teach me how to keep plants alive. <laughs> well, that would be a big part of it, I would think. I tried <laughs> so hard for so long, and I was not successful at keeping plants alive but i would love i would love to do that i would love to yeah. like grow food for myself mm-hmm. so part of the benefits are having a feeling of community uh, a little bit of control over something exchanging of knowledge and you also get the added bonus of food if you're successful in keeping mm-hmm. your plants alive all right so apparently in our present times, the demand for allotment plots has skyrocketed, basically. Mm-hmm. There's not as much land as there is desire for it, so hopefully more allotments will pop up. But there used to be more allotments. There used to be... So this is saying there's been a, a loss of allotment space in recent decades with cuts of 65% since the 1950s. But... We're seeing the benefits and also there's come to light like how fragile our food system is with mm-hmm. the pandemic. Yeah, really. Like, oh my God, I I remember going into Whole Foods and seeing bare, sh- completely bare shelves mm-hmm. where everybody had bought out every pasta, every yeah. canned item. People are crazy. Yeah, like the fruit that's normally like piled up in little like mm-hmm. mounds, like there was like two or three things left. <laughs> it was like a weird dystopian place that I was walking into. It's crazy. Grow uh, your own shit. Yeah, it's not going to be enough for everybody to maybe get all of their food. But according to one study, it could provide 6% of the population with their five a day. Well, I mean, I don't know how big the allotments are. I'm sure that makes a difference. And also yeah, like sure how good people are at sharing. But I know that a lot of times local farmers get excess of crops. Mm -hmm. I was at Buzzmill one time and a lady walked up to us and other people and was like, hey, I've got all of these peppers. And there was like hundreds of peppers. She's like, they're going to go bad. And so take whatever you want. Oh, wow. So I just loaded up a bag with some fresh peppers. Nice. So... Yeah, I mean, like, you can definitely grow more than you can eat, which is why, like, the community and sharing is kind of mm-hmm. cool, because, like, if you grow 10 tomatoes and they're all going to go bad in a week, maybe Somebody give away some, five, yeah. at least. That would be nice of you. If it was me, I'd give away all yeah. of them, because they're not my favorite yeah. food, but just trying to think of something that would grow a, a lot of... Yeah, tomatoes grow a lot. Yeah. Good. I love tomatoes. I never could get over the... It is the only fruit vegetable that i avoid and like i will eat it in things or on things it's a little bit of texture and kind of the flavor too and Mm -hmm. like maybe there's other types of tomatoes that i haven't tried that i might like butter Mm -hmm. Um, because i know there's varieties of it but it's i don't know the like tomato you think of when somebody says tomato those i like i can't get into eating slices of that 
Mm-hmm. You can give me pretty much any other food, though. Yeah. And I'm fine. I like cucumbers. I love cucumbers. Cucumbers are good. Love cucumbers. And you can use cucumbers for so many things. And they grow really well. Let's grow fucking cucumbers. Let's do it. Start the fuck depression planting pot. Mm-hmm. I mean, we think could get a plot together if we wanted to yeah we could but i think between the two of us me not knowing (sighs) how to keep the plants alive and i I don't know that we'd be super successful i don't i don't i I wouldn't feel too good about it i don't want to add that stress in your life of having to keep plants alive god help me yeah i'd have to go i'd have to partner with somebody that knows Uh their shit yeah. Who could teach me the shit? So then I'd have food. Maybe that's what I should do. Maybe I need to make yeah. a plant friend. We need to find a partner. I am adding that to my profile uh-huh. now. Must- looking for somebody who knows how to keep plants alive. Yeah. There you go. And can teach me. Hit me up. All right. Well, anything else I might have possibly missed? I can't think of anything. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm positive. And we've only been recording for an hour and a half. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) All right. Well, I will try to do a better job of harmonica-ing us. Fuck depression. Fuck it. Fuck it. Thanks so much for listening to Fuck Depression. Fuck Depression really appreciates all of our listeners and for those listeners who are wanting to help support our show so we can continue to make improvements, including to our sound quality, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash fckdepression. We have new tiers that are up, including one where you get a shout out on air and one where you can even pick an episode topic. You can also follow us on Twitter Facebook, and Instagram. All of the links to those social media accounts are in the link tree in the show notes below. Artwork for the show was created for us by Nefer Kalyas, and the theme song for the show was created by Wade Rowland. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can always email us at fckdepressionpod at gmail.com. And until next time... Shit fire and peachy keen. One false move I made.